Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast, named one of the best commercial real estate podcasts by Business Insider. I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. We review all aspects of commercial real estate investing and bring the top people in the industry to share their best tips and lessons learned. And in today's episode, we are discussing what is the economic outlook with regards to the latest updates on where the interest rates are going. We're covering what will happen to inventory by the time that the rates go down. Super interesting. And we're also going to discuss why to invest in different asset classes, if that is your cup of tea. We are chatting with Chad Zdenek. He is the CEO of CSQ Properties and CSQ Development. Here we go. Chad, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you making the time. We're actually uh, co-writers on an amazing book that just recently launched. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, sounds good, Stephanie. Thanks a lot for having me on. So I'm I'm a, an engineer turned business owner turned real estate investor over I guess the last 25 years and so I invest in uh, multifamily properties self storage properties and also own a medical office building and uh, I love real estate so I've had three kind of distinct chapters in my life and um, last one being real estate and really happy to be there. There's a lot of advantages there. I'm sure a lot of your listeners know about those already, but uh, yeah, real estate's, real estate's been great. Yeah. Real estate is fantastic. When did you decide to leave, you know, being an engineer? Uh, so I, I left in 03. I worked for Boeing on the uh, space shuttle main engines for seven years wow. and then uh, left to um, start a business with my brother. We did that for, 17 years and then um and then he bought me out in 2018 and i've been doing real estate uh since then but i also have a pretty strong background in construction so i got my contractor's license early on i was in construction management and so i tend to do like value add type deals a lot of construction projects and um and that's kind of how it led me down the road to be a real estate investor around the same time that I started as well. You are very in tune with the economy and the economics. We have some really interesting news on interest rates recently. Let's dive into that and see where your thoughts are for 2024, 2025. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the interest rates, how, how fast they increased uh, has been a, a big shock to the real estate system for sure. And frankly, any industry that really relies on, on borrowing um, it's been really uh, challenged by the interest rate increases. And so real estate's been hit particularly hard just because normally we have, you know, 60 to 80% leverage on the commercial side. And, uh, and that's a lot of loans. <laughs> and, and if anyone who's been on variable rate loans have been feeling the pressure a lot. So the Fed funds meeting, they, they mentioned that um, they're not planning on increasing rates. They didn't increase rates. And they're kind of shifting away from the narrative that we've been hearing for a while, which was higher for longer, meaning, you know, these interest rates, they went up the you know fastest they've gone up in 40 years. And the idea was that the, um, the Federal Reserve was going to be keeping those interest rates pretty high to try to take some steam out of the economy. And they've been seeing that. And um, although unemployment is still really low, 
they see um, that inflation's come down quite a bit. And so that's been encouraging to the Fed. And they indicated that they are even looking towards doing three interest rate decreases next year. So um, already the 10-year treasury, which in the commercial world, that's that's what a lot of the mortgages are based on, um, has already been retreating quite a bit, which is good news, meaning the 10-year treasury rate has gone down. And uh, and so that's really good news for for investors uh, with that have debt on their properties, and, uh, and that also will will affect uh, cap rates indirectly. So they, they correlate, right? They're correlated. So um, cap rates, as you know, is how we value properties, and those have also expanded quite a bit, which means property values have gone down. And different real estate sectors have seen different amounts of decreases. But with interest rates coming down, we're hoping that cap rates will also compress and values will go up. Uh, we just had Neil Bawa here, and he said that the existing prices today are at a 15% discount, which is free money, everybody. <laughs> you just need to be able to get a loan. So figure out a way to, to buy properties right now. Uh, that's my personal opinion. No, no, no financial advice. So the Fed, uh, they also gave some guidance for 2025 as well, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I don't know, I think even looking at 12 months is is pretty far. Mm -hmm. So I, I have less, um, less faith in what's going to happen two years out from now. I think uh, a lot of us investors are really looking to restructure our loans um, so that we are out of the variable rate loans and in a fixed rate product, five to seven years, something like that. And then we'll be less affected by it, at least from an interest rate standpoint. You'll still have the cap rate issues, which look to be trending in the in the positive direction, uh, certainly in the next year and, and beyond that even more positive. One thing I think we're going to see, which is going to have a big effect, you know, if you're looking farther out, let's say like at the two-year mark, I think a big effect is going to be uh, in, in inventory, like new product. Um, and, and for this, I'm particularly talking about multifamily. So there's you know a lot of new inventory that's coming on the market right now, which has an effect on the market. However, there's a there's going to be there's a pause right now on new construction permits. So we're going to hit a lull on new inventory coming on board to where on the two year mark uh, we're going to have a lot less inventory coming online than what we have right now. And that could further increase pricing, decrease cap rates. Uh, you know, if you're looking out 24 months, that I think is going to be a big factor. I'm not sure what where the interest rates will go. When we were at three, four percent, like those are historically very, very low interest rates. You know, right now at the six to seven percent, even eight percent on the single family side, like those are 40 year averages, right? So, mm -hmm. like for us. You know, for people to have a, a shorter window of what they've been experiencing, they might seem really, really high right now. But if you look at it at a historical context, it's, it's about average from where we've been. So, yes, they might decrease a little bit more. I do believe they will. Are they going to go back down to the 2 and 3% for a single family or the 4% for multifamily? I'm, I'm not so sure. I wouldn't bet on that. I certainly wouldn't be getting into a, a business plan type uh, deal that is banking on that. Um, it could, but I, if I had to guess, I'd say it's unlikely to go that low. Yeah, that's in line with other people's guesses as well. Uh, with regards to the inventory, that is something that happens in every single cycle, right? Uh, people stop building, developing, sure. and when things go back 
to normal, there is a shortage of inventory, right? Yeah, and it has a big effect on the market. So especially, I mean, it's, everything's market dependent, you know, which which lo like geographical location you're in. But uh, but yeah, I mean, if you have a bunch of new units coming online, that has a big effect. And especially during a lease up period, you know, developers tend to, you know, offer promotions and get people in and a nice new unit at a discount is, is a pretty attractive offer. So the rest of the market needs to respond to that. But it is it is geographically dependent. And then in migration, we haven't really talked about migration, but but that's a big issue also that we've seen really since COVID of, you know, these migration shifts where, where people are leaving uh, certain states and going to different other states. And if you have that migration tailwind, that can be really good for real estate values as well. Mm -hmm. But also keep in mind the insurance rate and certain states that people are migrating to, like Texas and Florida, they are insane. Yeah. So do the research there and talk to your insurance agent uh, to get a quote before starting anything. So yeah, it's a good point. Bottom line, get your lands in contract and start getting things untitled so that you're ready to develop sometime next year. Yeah. So you started with multifamily and then you moved to a couple of different asset classes. Can you share a little bit about your reasoning behind it and why did you pick those other asset classes? Sure. So yeah, so I'm I'm investing in three asset classes, multifamily, medical office, and self-storage. And for people that are newer to real estate, they might see real estate as an asset class, which it is. You know, you look at your, your stocks, your bonds, your, your real estate, uh, let's say precious metals, like different large asset classes. But in reality, once you really dive into it, even within real estate, you have you know several different asset classes, right? It could be industrial real estate, could be self-storage, could be mobile home parks, right? There's single family. There's so many different asset classes within real estate. And then you have your markets, your geographical markets within there, your MSAs, right? So there really is a, a ton of different areas that you can invest in. And for me, um, I was pretty heavily invested in multifamily and know, I knew that I should be diversifying because you just never know what's going to happen. So I diversified into uh, self-storage properties, which has been great. I also invest in California and out of California. So I, I live in LA, Los Angeles, and I guess one of the rare investors that does invest in California and out of state. But within, within those different asset classes, I think has been a really good way to uh, diversify and kind of spread out the risk a little bit, especially like, you know, tenant rules and landlord rules are constantly evolving and they're a lot more strict on like a multifamily space than they would be in self-storage, right? Yeah. So there's a lot less regulation in self-storage. They'll share, you know, some of the similar like macroeconomic effects uh, for sure. Uh, some of the migration patterns that affects both asset classes the same. But like when you come to like tenant laws or let's say like COVID restrictions, eviction moratoriums, those sort of things, that all is, applies only to multifamily, not to self-storage. So partway through COVID, maybe a year in, I kind of saw how things were getting restricted a lot in the multifamily space. And I realized that that me and my investors were a bit exposed to those legislative liabilities, you know, things changing on the legislation slide that side that you really can't underwrite to that, right? Like, how do you underwrite to the rules changing on you, you know, three years down the road? Uh, so we started diversifying into self-storage 
um, which doesn't have that that level of regulation and still has good returns. And it's been great. It's worked out really well. Oh, fantastic. And you did mention you are one of those rare investors that invest in California. I'm getting a development, you know, entitled here. Why? <laughs> Why? Why are we doing this? <laughs> Share from your perspective, please. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm a third generation Los Angeles guy, and traditionally, cash flow is always a little bit leaner in these tier tier one locations, you know, primary markets. But your appreciation is really high, right? So, if you can live um, with less cash flow, you can get into some of these properties that do really well on the appreciation side on the back end, really go up in value. And, and it's done really well, right? So I have several apartment buildings here in LA and um, it's been tough during COVID, uh, but on the appreciation side, it's been great, right? I mean, and, and you know this as good as anybody doing development here, like, like it's really tough to get a development project off the ground. But on the flip side, that's good for investors like me. Like you, it's really hard to bring on product, right? Inventory. And yeah. there's really not a whole lot of space to build anymore out here anyways. So, you know, we're blocked by the mountains on one side and the ocean on the other. So it's really tough to create new products here. There's a ton of regulation. There's a ton of costs. So that makes the existing product that's here very valuable. And it's done It's done really well on, on the appreciation side. And we cash flow too, by the way. Um, it's not that we don't have any cash flow. It just might be kind of lower in some of these other secondary markets. But on the appreciation side, it's it's tough to beat what we're doing right here. Yeah, great points. I, I pray there are not too many more regulations for... Apparently, by the way, we need to call you property providers starting in January. Properties. Oh, not landlords anymore. You cannot huh? be called landlord anymore in California. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I, I can't keep up with all the names. They keep changing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and uh, lately you have, we have, you know, participated in a book. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that and how can people get a copy of it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, super exciting. Um, you and I are both co-authors in a book with several other people that that became an Amazon number one bestseller in a bunch of different categories. And uh, it's really exciting. It's called The Transformational Journey. And it's interesting because like even like you and I know each other through the real estate circles and conferences and stuff like that. But like until we actually read our stories, because, you know, we do open up quite a bit in the book. You learn so much more about somebody, even somebody that you've already known. You, yeah. you right. You you learn so much more, and and what's interesting is is everyone has some sort of journey they've been on. Right? They've had challenges. They've had ups and downs. And then what what really matters is not so much about those challenges, but how did they transform through those challenges? Right? So so you and I shared our stories along with with several other people, and and I, yeah, I think it's a great book. So. Um, if anyone wants a copy, uh, at least, and, and it's the same book, you and I, you know, it's the same book, yeah. whether you get it from Stephanie or you get it from me, but I have uh, a website that's called I help biz owners I help biz owners And you can get a copy of it there. And then, uh, Stephanie, if they want a copy of, of your copy, how do they get that, get it from you? Uh, somewhere will be on the website soon. <laughs> I yeah. haven't done it. Yeah. Well, you've you've been very busy. I was at your your conference that you uh, you hosted a couple months ago now, and it was an amazing conference. Kudos to you. And I know everyone that was there got a got a copy of one of your books. They're all really happy with that. So I know you've been very very busy. 
And you have been such a wonderful supporter of our conference since the early days. I'm just so grateful that Chad was sharing online with his social media. We didn't even ask him to do that. And so grateful for that. Uh, so genuine friendship, even though we don't know each other, you know, closely. It's so nice to have that support from people. So very, very grateful for that. You bet. Um, is there anything else that we haven't covered today that you think is important for our audience to know? Uh, you know, I, th I think I'd just open up um, some thoughts, some general thoughts on investing in real estate. And a lot of people, you know, it's it's been very dynamic, right? The last 18 months have been crazy in the real estate world. And, and some people they have this kind of mutual fund or stock mindset where, you know, you try to time the market and try to say, okay, is it, is it a good time to invest now? Or should I wait? You know, no one wants to catch a falling knife and so on and so forth. And, and I like to point out that, you know, a common saying in our world is it's not so much about market timing. It's the time in the market and mm -hmm. whether you buy you know, at, at the very bottom or 10% off the bottom or whatever it is, like in, in these should be long-term investments, right? So whatever it is now or today, it really doesn't matter a whole lot what it, when you look at it 10 years or 15 years, right? I mean, real estate goes up over time. That's what we're banking on. And people investing in real estate should not be doing that if they need to, you know, pay for kids college or something in four years, right? Or, or saving up for a wedding in a couple of years, right? That's not what you go into real estate for. It really needs to be a longer term play. And if you have that long term vision of, of real estate, then yeah, the market timing doesn't matter as much. Just get in. The earlier you get in, the better, because in 20 years, you're going to be, you're going to wish you had. Uh, agree 1000%, even right now i think is even better time to buy of course as you said we cannot time it however let's say you know if you had purchased nvidia stock at 150 dollars versus 200 dollars it really doesn't matter so long as you purchased it at that time because right now i think it's almost 500 right so i think that's the same concept with where real estate is today and don't don't be afraid because you know during these economic times is when people are they never think it will ever end, but it will end. It has ended every single cycle <laughs> that, you mm -hmm. know, was a down cycle. Yeah. Um, so besides your website, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Yeah. So I help bizownersretire.com or the company website is CSQ, like challenge status quo, csqproperties.com. Wonderful. Chad, thank you so much for making the time. I really, really appreciate it. You bet. Thanks so much, Stephanie. And if you haven't already, make sure to sign up for our newsletter at monicarlorei.com. And I will see you next time.